when you go to the doctor, they don't try and guess what is the matter with you. They say, where does it hurt? It's the same thing with AI. We can apply it. Where does your business hurt? And can we make it hurt less with AI? Would be one basic premise that we could all follow. I'm Adam Polka. And I'm Bill Denby. Together, we'll be talking to supply chain experts from around the world who are tackling challenges in their corner of the industry. We believe that people are the changemakers that drive innovation. That's why this supply chain podcast is about learning from those who lead by example. We hope that the conversations you hear will inspire you to drive change within your own organization. This is the Great Supply Chain Podcast. Let's jump in. Bill and I are here today to cut through the AI hype and get to the juicy center. According to Gartner, boards of directors place analytics and AI as the number one and number two priority for game-changing technologies to emerge stronger from the COVID-19 crisis. And if you're anything like me, you are bombarded by articles and ads about AI. But it leaves actual supply chain folks asking, what's real? What's noise? What do we need to be planning for? And what do we leave on the vine to ripen a bit more? Our first guest has spent the last decade or so working in enterprise software product management. He's responsible for building and executing artificial intelligence and data science solution strategies and spends his days setting AI product vision and direction to solve real-world supply chain management business problems. And an absolute delight. Bill and I are happy to welcome Vasco Kolokian. Thank you, guys. I'm very, very happy and pleased to be with you here today. Awesome. So Vasco, let's kick it off with an understanding of what AI actually is. For you, someone who's sniffing out the business problems and building the tech to solve them, at its root, in the context of supply chain, what is AI? Well, Adam, you know, it's an interesting perspective that your question poses. What is AI? AI is not something new. It has been there for the past 65 years. And I would like to typically use John McCarthy's definition. He's considered the father of AI, what AI is. This is a 1956 definition. Systems that perform actions that if performed by humans would be considered intelligent. So Vasco, we talk about these, uh, these functionalities in supply chain. How mature is that marketplace at the moment that you're talking about? Are you seeing real world, real live, applications of AI in the supply chain at the moment? Or is it still early days? Bill, that's an interesting question. And the answer may not be as straightforward as you may anticipate, simply because if you look at the general breadth of the industry, there's the technology leaders and the pioneers, let's say in the technology sector, fintech or telecom, they're the cutting slash bleeding edge of the side of the spectrum. Whereas there's the other side of it, let's say supply chain, which according to quite a few analysts that I've engaged with, realize that they lag behind the eight ball of it. So to them, AI is this thing, okay, what is this? What do we need to know? How can we leverage it? It's not, it comes out of more or less necessity as to how we can embrace and how they could embrace it and use it in, in their everyday business versus this is something we should definitely run with. So, yes, it's catching up, 
but it's not at the pace that we expected with the leading industry uh, sectors in our economy. Well, it, and it's interesting that you say that, Vasco, because Gartner's most recently released hype cycle indicates that AI is still looking at a five to 10 year outlook to reach maturity. And it's a ways out. Are we jumping the gun a little bit by looking at AI as a solution to pretty much everything that's wrong in the supply chain? Maybe so. What we have to do is step back for a moment, Adam, and look at this. You know, not every problem that we have in supply chain needs AI to solve. And there's some premises that we have to take into consideration in making sure that in order for us to solve a problem in supply chain, is it complex enough that requires the sophistication of AI? That's the first question. The second one comes into the picture when we sort of say, do we have the data and the right data? Because having data is important, but we have to have the right data that is necessary for us to solve the business problem. And the third element comes in as to we have to experiment. You know, everything that deals with AI and machine learning, it's not like your traditional business venture that you have a clearly defined problem, you throw a bit of investment on it, in the end you end up with a solution that has a return on investment. There's a lot of quite a substantial experimental element to it. So said differently, AI is just an enabler for our supply chain challenges. Some of it can be done by using standard, well-established technology, and some could really, really leverage this. And knowing where you fit in that spectrum is a, is a nuance that we have to master, and we're getting better at it. So Vasco, I think that's a really great point because the, the data aspect of a complete supply chain, which often extends across multiple continents, Many then, you know, many different points of connection in the in the supply chain. Pulling all that data together seems like that would be a very big challenge. Like applying AI to the entire supply chain versus applying it to single individual problems in the supply chain would seem to be a very different kind of level of complexity. Is that why we're seeing AI being applied at point solution type of uh, environments? You're absolutely right, Bill. You know, in essence, as in real life, you have to crawl before you stand up and you have to walk before you start running. So if you throw this huge element of a solution across a wide ranging spectrum of AI problems, the chances are that you will not get to reach where you want to reach fairly high. And this is where most of the efforts and initiatives tend to fail because they have a huge expectation of we're going to solve all of AI's problem in supply chain. It's sort of akin to saying that, oh, we have AI that we can do general intelligence, artificial intelligence is next coming down the pipe and we're going to lose all our jobs and uh, humans will become irrelevant. Definitely that is a long way to go. Some people even debate whether that's going to ever happen. But coming back to your point, Narrowing down specific use cases with clearly defined problem space and relevant data to solve it and put the, all the efforts in trying to compartmentalize it, I think would be a great first step for us to start gaining experience as to how we relate these point solutions together, typically in a supply chain, right? It's the same thing. In a supply chain, you have your suppliers and the consumers, and then putting this together, you have a far bigger problem. AI solution tend to sort of according 
to my opinion, fall in a similar category. Let's solve one piecemeal and then combine them together in a Lego blocks to have a much better chance of realizing what we want to solve. If you had to define the parameters around a challenge in supply chain that was ripe for AI, what would that look like? And in this age of Amazon, Customers have become very demanding. When they place an order, they expect to get it next day. And if they don't get it next day, that means that they start complaining. But they don't realize that the complexity of business processes that need to happen for them to get the stuff the next day. So part of that getting the stuff next day is how soon can you clear it up in the warehouse? So whatever business process in warehousing from Picking, which is something that when you place an order with Amazon, someone has to go in the warehouse, whether physically or through some mechanical means, fetch that product. According to a research, that's about 70% of the warehouse activities that take shape in the warehouse is picking. So picking would be a very, very mature and ripe problem for us to sort of say if we can look through AI. So that's one approach which is part of the big jigsaw puzzle of us solving supply chain challenges. So Vasco, just following up, if I'm a, uh, an executive and I'm looking at uh, two different organizations and they're both saying that they have a, they've applied AI to their solution, are there any key indicators on the, the reality factor of me as an executive who's not super technical sitting there and going, yeah, this one holds water and this one doesn't, or are you really saying that it doesn't matter because it's really about the outcome rather than the technology? That's an interesting question, Bill. No, it's not about just technology. Let me give you an example, bring it back to our warehouse cases. If you want to make sure that you travel the least amount of distance, making sure that you pick products in the right order, making sure that you do not run into other folks in the warehouse trying to do the same, making sure that the grouping of the products is such that you will cut down on travel time dramatically and make sure that it gets to its place. It's a five-dimensional problem that you need to take into consideration. Traditional software, yeah, you can have a rule-based system with gazillion if-then-else things, and this is where machine learning comes into the picture. So it is a ripe element for us when we look at it, how does machine learning help us solve this problem? Now, without getting into the details, whether we use traditional mathematical optimization or uh, heuristics or even more advanced deep reinforcement learning, that's a discussion that is not terribly important at this level of the uh, problem. What we need to do is sort of say, is this a problem I can solve with my traditional non-AI approach? And if it is yes, and you realize that it is uh, fairly straightforward, then you have lots of software engineering elements to solve it. The moment you go into complexity, what they call in typical combinatorial optimization problems, this is where AI, which is a huge search space, comes in for us to narrow down on a fairly optimal solutions. It's not the best solution, but it's a fairly optimal solution for me to reduce my picking time. Business is varied enough that we cannot have a hard-coded solution to our problem. We have to be adaptable and nimble in both of solution providing to make sure that as the elements of the problem vary, 
our solution is malleable enough to come back with a proposal in a relatively reasonable amount of time for the folks to act on. So following up on what Bill said, there's a lot of organizations out there that flash the AI badge for things that are traditionally analytics, advanced analytics, but analytics nonetheless. For the technology layman out there or, or someone who doesn't live and breathe AI every day, how do you differentiate between those two? How do you look at it and say, yeah, this, one, this one's real. This one is actually leveraging some of these modern AI concepts versus, yeah, really, this is just analytics. This is analytics yeah. with a fancy nameplate. Yeah, I understand exactly what you're saying, Adam. Let me answer it with an example. I, as the forklift operator, I have 150 boxes that I have to pick in the next 15, 20 minutes. How could your solution help me decide uh, I can deliver them in a far shorter, more efficient way? So this is where we're getting in decision automation, whereby the AI, the entity behind the mask, is giving me insight I can act right now in almost near real time for me to deliver what I have to deliver and do so in a very efficient way. This is where advanced analytics are in the mix, but at some point in time, you have to act on it by providing our stakeholders business insight, they can act on it with justification. Comparing humans versus AI-backed solutions and making sure this latter is significantly better is a very good question that we can ask. We've spent this much money in your AI solutions. Are we better off than when we were before it? And if we have yes to that question, then the solution is definitely something that should be considered. So just to recap, I think this is a very, very important point. That step over from advanced analytics in, into AI, you remove the gatekeeper of a human interpreting the results and taking actions. The AI is the thing that's making recommendations and, and those actions naturally follow from that recommendation without a checkpoint, if you will. Is that what I just heard? Correct, absolutely, yes. In essence, now obviously the AI doesn't function in vacuum. There has to be a lot of model development and some of it is infused by experience that happens in the warehouse. If you see a particular experience, in essence, a particular pattern of warehouse picking, that has to be considered in the model. And when the recommendation comes back to the fellow who is working in the warehouse saying that this does not make sense, now this is a flag for the custodians of the solution to sort of say, is the AI providing an acceptable solution? Does it make sense? How come it's not being regarded? Is there something we overlooked? So this interaction and collaboration between the stakeholder in terms of solution providing and the consumer is key for us to leverage. Otherwise, putting together in vacuum is not the way to go. Well, and it ultimately begs that question that you mentioned earlier. Are computers and robots taking over our jobs? What kind of outlook does that look like? And where is that actually happening? And where is it not happening? This sort of goes back to who is purchasing the solution? Are we there to replace the humans? Or are we there to augment the humans? And this sort of 
has an implication whether your warehouse is completely automated or it's human driven. And this is a question that I've heard on a number of occasions saying that we don't have automation. Our warehouse is human driven. Humans operate the forklifts, humans pick products, humans deliver. All this is human driven. That doesn't mean that augmented intelligence can help them take decisions. That's a joy for the worker saying that I can do my job much better because I have insight that helps me take better decisions. When that insight comes in, it doesn't make sense for me. I have a venue whereby I can provide feedback and that feedback helps the AI system adapt and evolve and learn and take my recommendations into consideration. So who would want to sort of say, I don't want to damage products or cause accidents. These are things that humans typically run into in our day-to-day -day life. But if we can do anything to diminish that at any level, it is a welcome change. So AI doesn't mean that you have to have an automated warehouse. AI can provide guidance to the folks who are on the floor who are fighting this battle every day, make their life easier. That comes across as something that Bill, that we have talked about in the past, where AI and technology in general actually helps the labor management process by making workflows easier and making UI more palatable to a new generation. How do those two work together, you say, Bill? Well, I think that the interesting thing here is that when I look at AI and its adaption and use in the supply chain, particularly in the warehouse, the one area I have seen it is it seems to be leading the way is things like auto stores, where they are automatic, you know, storage and retrieval systems that are driven by a processor and the AI is adapted to figure out the most efficient place to put product and pick product from to reduce the stress and wear on the vehicles that are doing the pull and picks. And I think it's kind of interesting that that's the first place where this AI is being adapted to, I think because it just seems like a natural adaption to the cost of ownership of this thing is largely controlled by the amount of uh, travel it does. Whereas the stuff that Vasco is talking about, I think is far more intriguing and far more widely adaptable because there's a absolute million times more manually run warehouses than there are auto stores or or CNAP shuttle systems or whatever it is that have these AI technologies applied to them. And I think when we talk about leading edge versus trailing edge, I think the leading edge is in these automated systems. The trailing edge is much more about automating manual process, automating people. But you're absolutely right, Adam. I think it's a great example of if you can give a material handler tools to make them less likely to make mistakes, then everyone wins, right? Not like it's going to be any losers in that game. We do have customers who are using analytics. AI could be applied where they're doing things like don't put something that looks and feels the same next to each other in the warehouse because you might pick the wrong one because it just looks the same, right? And that whole concept of looks the same that's an interesting one that I think something like AI could do a very good job of figuring out. And again, everyone would win because you're cutting down on the opportunity for an error. And historically, tribal knowledge was enough 
for the level of complexity that the industry demanded. But the industry is changing. Correct. So the complexity Correct. is changing. Absolutely. And just to sort of add a call commentary to that, Adam, you may be a perfect forklift operator because of a sudden rush in a particular stakeholder. You have to hire 10 more forklift operators who do not know your warehouse. That tribal knowledge about that warehouse, how should I say, landscape, doesn't come just like that. They have to learn where the product distribution is, where they are, and how they deal with it. But if you had an AI system that took that decision completely off you, sort of you just follow recommendation guidelines, then you are able to meet a sudden surge in demand by hiring workforce that otherwise you couldn't have done. It is definitely another feather in AI's cap to sort of say, how can you leverage employees who come on board AIs give you the guidance necessary for you to do an effective, safe, and efficient job. We've been talking about some of the, the biggest and best promises of AI. I'm curious to hear your thoughts on what has been a misfire. What has been an empty promise in AI? Something that has been touted as the next blank, insert here. What's an example where the hype has already been cut. And really, we're not looking to AI to solve that kind of thing. I think that's really interesting because, Adam, there are so many technologies that have come through supply chain. They promised so much at the beginning of their hype cycle. I mean, think about blockchain as one of the examples. It was supposed to completely change the face of supply chain. And that was five years ago, and it's applied in very specific use cases. We're going to see AI applied in our supply chain in a similar way where it's very specific use cases and it's slowly going to build and build and build. I think that the hype is the thing that may have missed the mark. I'm curious to know what Vasco thinks about the idea of comparing it to a similar kind of adoption cycle to a blockchain or something like that in the supply chain. That's an interesting perspective, Bill. This past holidays, I was watching this uh, YouTube video that went viral whereby Boston Dynamics robots were dancing together harmoniously in some sort of musical. While I was watching that, I was thinking about the technology that goes about in these machines to do what they're doing. And some of them are adapted to lift very, very heavy boxes to do what they seem to do. But if you look at the cost of this particular machine, and the complexity behind it. Uh, while the AI is advancing to do the type of things that we have never dreamed of, is that practical enough for me to have a dozen of those machines in my warehouse to completely eliminate my workforce? I'm not sure about the answer to that question. I don't think so. AI is not going to replace the human. AI is there to help them, to guide them, to do their job better. Once in a while, I came across this use case the other day that impressed me, and I'm in AI per se, and, and uh, you know, typically you, you deposit checks using your mobile phone, you know, and you have to take the pictures both front and back. So I said, take the picture, the back of the check, and I forgot to flip the check. And it said, you forgot to flip the check. I said, wow, now that is intuitive everyday AI. It had to know the shape of the back of the check to realize that this doesn't look like a back of the check. Using neural nets and image recognition in the back end, 
for me to sort of say, oh, I forgot. Now, that is AI I can use every day. So I think the answer to Adam's original question then is perhaps not much one of uh, technologies that have missed the mark or things that apply AI applications that haven't uh, hit yet. The big word is yet. I think this is an area where we're yet to see where these things are truly going to apply to where the, where the real value is going to come out of them. Is that your take on it too, Vasco? Yes, absolutely. My aim is to keep an open mind, to identify the use cases in a more pragmatic sense and experiment with it. See what works, what doesn't work, what seems to be pragmatic and practical to the folks who are going to be using it every day and what is far-fetched. And far-fetched will always be there. It's part of our spectrum of doing pure basic research versus something that I can do right now that helps me run my job better. So let's roll this back a little bit and say, I'm Joe Supply Chain. And you've intrigued me enough to say, okay, I want to try something out in AI. As Joe Supply Chain, what do I do? So identifying the top problem areas of any supply chain operation is the starting point for identifying possible solutions. What is the topmost problem that an organization wants to solve? Is it an AI candidate problem to solve? The question is yes or no. Once it has been identified that that's a problem that is complex enough to be solved by AI, I would start by identifying three or four or five top of mind problems from a fairly practical perspective of any supply chain operations will typically run into. When you go to the doctor, they don't try and guess what is the matter with you to say, where does it hurt? It's the same thing with AI, we can apply it. Where does your business hurt? And can we make it hurt less with AI? Would be one basic premise that we could all follow. Just before we close out here with you, Vasco, though, I want you to try to summarize in 15 seconds or less, what are the three takeaways that listeners should understand today about AI in supply chain? Number one, AI is not something that you should fear, but rather embrace. Number two, you should approach it from a fairly practical perspective to see if your problems, if your business problems are AI worthy. And number three, keep an open mind and experiment because you're not going to solve this upfront in one shot. Vasco Kolokin, thank you so much for your insights today. Well, that's it for this episode, folks. Thanks for joining us. We hope that our guests have sparked some new ideas for you and inspire you to push the boundaries for your supply chain operation. New podcasts will be published on the first of every month. And in the meantime, please reach out. We want to know your thoughts about our guests, the topics we covered, and any ideas you might have for future episodes. You can email us at texaspodcast at texas.com. Let us know if you'd be willing to join us and perhaps share your perspective as supply chain experts. And please share us with a colleague and leave us a review. We appreciate your feedback as we continue to evolve the show and line up new compelling interviews. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you get notified as soon as a new episode goes live. Until then, this has been the Great Supply Chain Podcast. I'm Adam Polka with Texas. And I'm Bill Denby. And thank you for tuning in.